Hello, welcome to Agents of Sigmar. Just two dads trying to rekindle our childhoods in gaming in the best way we know how, with bad jokes and fun games. Join us in our journey as we talk about tabletop games, board games and card games, all through the eyes of a casual and time-starved parent player. If you enjoy this podcast, please do check us out on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And if you really appreciate our work, do visit Patreon to support us further. You'll find links to all these in the show notes. Wherever you find our content, please do like, subscribe, retweet, ring those bells and leave us those five-star reviews. We do so crave your approval. With all that begging out of the way, let's crash on. Hello. Sorry, I think we're just sitting there for a minute doing nothing and just, ah, what's going on? Hello, everyone. Hello for that seamless start for our podcast listeners who are listening after the fact. But we are recording this on the 20th of September. We are indeed, or at least trying to. Apologies trying to everybody to, yeah. who's been sitting and waiting for our appearance. There's 19 of them, Robin. Is, is I don't know most, what it is. The most we've had in, in weeks and months. And that's when my computer <laughs> decided my computer decided not going to work. I'd like, they just said, oh, I'm not going to do that, no. <laughs> no, computer says no. Yeah. So please do shout um, if there's anything, if the audio is wonky or if the video is weird yeah. or anything like that. Obviously, uh, we've, we've got the secondary audio broadcasting as always. So all the podcasters hopefully oh, get our nice and crisp sound from our Garage Band production, but unfortunately we're just doing Discord for the audio here. Yeah, hopefully the uh, hopefully everything's recording okay. I feel like, because it was a bit of a rush, I feel like I'm bound to have forgotten something, but hopefully you can hear me and what have you, so we're going to going to go on so peter so we are here yes what is tonight's topic of conversation that we will get on to in about 45 minutes games workshop small games Ooh, small games for small minds small ga- yeah for small attention spans sorry what were you saying i wasn't listening <laughs> have we been it playing could be 45 minutes might be shorter we haven't played any of these small games recently we did a couple of live shows didn't we a bladeboard and fire team but that was a month or so ago now um, yeah. But uh, we've been all about the underworld, which which is kind of like borderline a small box game, and we'll dovetail with that bit of the discussion later on. It comes in a small box, yeah, at least, um, and um, yeah. But uh, it's not quite. It's not, I wouldn't call it a small box game. But we have been playing some underworlds because underworlds fans know uh, there's a new, been a new rivals deck, which is called the something somethings. I can't remember what it's called. And uh, we've had the, <laughs> the deadly uh, depths, deeply dippy about the deadly depths. The deeply dippy about the deadly depths. That's it. And we've had a Grom, the Gore chosen of Grom, Grom. Yeah. Uh, which we played, and hopefully people enjoyed. Maybe. Yeah. Yes. Sorry, I was just reading the comments. Sterling says, um, uh, "No, sorry." War Machine was asking, "How small is small? Can you define it?" About that. I, I think we mean so, standalone, really. Yes. So basically something where you don't have to buy boxes and boxes and boxes of models to be able to play. You literally you pick that thing up and what you've picked up off the shelf you can play with. Yeah. Yeah. We've got Nathan Hayden is looking forward to our Underworld competition we are doing. Yes, we'll be talking about that in a second. Well, uh, but yes, so I'm quite looking forward to it. Uh, we got Mwelly back in when he saw the stream title. Let's get small tonight. And hello there. Yes, that's my that's my watchword. <laughs> yeah yeah so yes we, we are we're going to be talking about that we've got a few other bits as this is our shiny games roundup so we're going to talk about some of the shiny games and stuff the, going the on around the world of hobby that always distracts 
and, uh, and then we'll get on to the main subject. Yeah, maybe we should call it. So if you people, are... <laughs> I did Probably wonder that was one of my one of my sort of original. Mm, do we go with that? But yeah, <laughs> it, it, people get the idea, don't they? Yeah. So I think um, we'll, we'll we'll start going through all the other bits and bobs. If people have anything uh, that they wish to contribute during, then do please post them in the chat as always, and we will try and answer any questions and stuff as we go. Right, uh, yeah, so we played Moonstone. We had what might be the world's longest game of Moonstone, um, which is ironic, really, because that is a small box game. Because the box is tiny. It's also, I can't see it, but the box is tiny. Sort of. Uh, yeah, it's a small box, but it's not a small box game. <laughs> it's a skirmish game. It's a skirmish game, but we managed to make it last hours. Um, hours and hours. I don't know whether we will go back to four, four, player, four team member games for our next game. Or not just to cement the rules, or whether we're going to keep ploughing on with the six members. But by the end of it, my brain did hurt. Um, I loved it. I, loved I think because we we did have some we did have some new we did have some new characters in there, so we were playing with some we'd never played before. Yeah, and we were going from four to six. But I do think that we probably covered all of the rules now, and it's a really good intro to the game as a whole. I think because we did go through all the rules and how it worked, and we had. Um, I can't remember his name, but there was one gentleman who was helping us out with all of the questions as we he were playing. Knew everything. He knew everything. We should just yep. get him to come so, and sit in the studio next time. <laughs> he could just read to, read the rules to us as we go along. Mind you, if we read the rules, we probably would know the answers. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> well, we did read the rules. Oh, I'm very bad at reading rules. We, we sort of did. More for me talking about <laughs> the that time when you were reading the rules and you. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, it was that time when you were reading the rules and you read any instead of. I can't remember. But basically, it said one thing, and you read completely the opposite word. And I was like, yeah. "Hang on, is it is it this or is it that one?" You're like, "No, no, it's the other one. Just read the word, wrong word. Just just made it up." <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I do that a lot. I do that a lot. Well, making short guys take ages is, is Morph's jam. He says he played Marvel Champions against Claw yesterday. Game lasted three hours, and he still lost. Yeah, that that wow. can be a problem with those kind of those games. I, I'm, I'm, Lord of the Rings has tended to last longer than the Marvel ones. The problem is, when I'm playing solo, I find it really hard to justify playing for that long. I'm trying to get back into both those games, but when you're looking at a solid hour, hour and a half to play it, it's kind of hard to, hard to justify with everything else everything else that's going on. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, I, I, do, I do enjoy those games. I want to get them back to the table. But, uh, yeah, so Moonstone is really good, and we're going to carry on playing that. Well, I think we're going to do a month of Moonstone, aren't we? I think a month of Moonstone. Yeah, yeah, a month, month of Moonstone. Because we've ordered some more stuff. Not that we actually need more stuff because we haven't we haven't got on with this stuff yet. But um, due to my mistake that other stuff I ordered, I had to order some more stuff to go with it. That was my excuse. I ordered some. Oh yeah, but I mean mistake. that. <laughs> that's that's always the way. If you're not quite sure if you quite got it right, then buy more of it. That's that's the way to work out. That, oh, absolutely. Um, and I've also been playing the War of the Rings card game. We had a game of that as well, didn't we, Pete? Um, we played the two-player yep. variety of that, which uh, well, I, I really enjoyed it. You didn't enjoy it, and then you did enjoy it when you realised you weren't being beaten quite by quite so much as you thought you were. Yeah, it's one of those games you have to be aware of that it's... Um, what's the word? When it's not an equal... It's not chess, basically. Yeah, That's the word. It's an asymmetric game. Once you realise that... It's not quite so bad, but it can be very depressing if you're playing. You're not aware that it's asymmetric. I think. I think. Yeah. I think it's harder because you. I had played several games and you hadn't. So I think it's. 
Yeah. I find that with quite a lot of games, actually. You're playing with somebody who knows what they're doing. Like, you've been playing Seven Wonders. If you play if you play Seven Wonders with somebody who knows what they're doing when you don't know what you're doing, then you pretty much are going to lose. There's no... There's no... Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, I found... I remember when we first played our first game for Seven Wonders. It's not a GW small game, but it is a small game. It's a fantastic game. But I remember us playing Seven Wonders with, with our old board gaming group, and I won the very first game that, and I had no idea what I was doing. Oh, fair enough. Well, I don't and know. I thought I had an idea. Okay. I don't know how much... Sorry? How much every, I don't know how much everybody else we were playing with had played at that point. Um, I've, well, I've, I thought everyone since, else had played it a few times at least. I've since played with Stu, and uh, he plays regularly. And he, he he doesn't always win, but he certainly the once we picked up a few tips from him, it was a bit closer. But he certainly smashed us in the first game we played. Um, All right. Robin, any tips on beating I Thor? Mean, I just can't seem to beat him with Spider Man Justice. I've got a feeling I can't remember. We might have a video where I played him with Spider Man Justice. I, I definitely played him on on. I'm pretty sure on the channel, but I can't remember what hero I used. But have a look. Have a check to see. Um, yeah, uh, Moonstone. Yes, I was trying to think of a good way of getting Moonstone m- m- month into Moonstone. <laughs> um, it's, it's not. It's not so easy. Moonstone. Uh, See, I was reading that, and I just thought he'd written Moonstone. I'm sitting there. Yes, we are talking about Moonstone, but I realised it's actually a pun. So apologies for that. It's actually much funnier than I thought it was to start to with. Play it, play it with the new Into the Dark scenery. Uh, like a 40k version of Moonstone you know, <laughs> like. Moonstone got got grimdark all of a sudden Mo- Moonstone, on a, Mo- Moonstone on a space hulk but I was trying to think if you could have Moon, moon st- <laughs> 40k <laughs> uh, something like that but I couldn't, I couldn't write that out um, yeah uh, so um, what else is on our agenda this evening rubbering our agenda this evening is... I'm just reading those comments. Lots of comments coming in. This is the problem when you have 22 people watching. Yeah, lots of comments. comments. 22! Um, You're all well, awesome. If you enjoy yourselves last... this evening, do hit the like button. Uh, t- talking of, of in one new game. Well, we haven't played this yet, Pete, but I might suggest we play it on the channel. Although I think it would be better if we can rope in a couple of extra people, or at least one extra person. But I've learned to play in the last... Over this long weekend that we had uh, June... Strip poker. Strip oh. poker. Well, I know the kids oh, have been playing poker, not strip <laughs> poker. Uh, we, we have been playing poker, um, but uh, we also we also learnt to play. Uh, I learnt to play Junior Imperium. I don't know if anybody's played that. It was the Geek Dad Game of the Year last year, and I bought it on the back of that because mm-hmm. uh, the, the the fellas there are pretty reliable on picking a good game, and it is a really good game. It's like it's got some deck building elements, like um, well, not so much like Undaunted, but a bit like Undaunted, but more like. Um, What's that game called? Ascension, uh, and then it, but it has worker placement yeah. elements too. So you there's a bit at the end of the round where you can draw cards, but then you use your cards to place people in different places in the June map, and then you have fights and, and things. It's, it's very good. We'll, we'll try and play it, but I don't know if anybody else out there has, has played it. But it's, it's most enjoyable. And apparently, the expansion is very good too. More, more for talking about um, expansions. And buying them, but I'm, I'm now got one eye looking at the expansion. Even though I've only, I've only played one full game of the actual main set, it's kind of how it goes, isn't it? Oh, there's an expansion. I'll buy that. <laughs> Dead Hand says June. Got some other June comments in there. Epic, and he loves it. Well, there you go. Have you tried the expansion? Does it make it better? So I only have one source says the, the expansion makes it even better. Um, 
Morris was asking, um, have we tried Blade Born with the other factions? I did respond and say, we have played it with the other factions that you get in the box, but there's only six in the box. So we, we did record games featuring all of them, and I think we streamed a game featuring, I can't remember who it was now. It was I think it was the Despoilers. In fact, we, we played two games, didn't we? It was Despoilers versus... Um, oh, I can't remember him now. We definitely played Zinch, we definitely played Despoilers, we definitely played Ravagers, and we... And we, I think we played Garrick's or something like that. I think like we played them all, one form or other. Um, we, yeah, yeah, we have. Yeah, we haven't played any. We haven't made up any rules or got any rules from elsewhere to, to yeah. play factions that aren't official. Um, we'll come back to that after we've done our roundup. I think otherwise we're going to end up yep. getting stuck in the middle. Um, stuck so, in the middle with you. <laughs> what we've been doing? We've been getting ready for Agents Con. Those of you who are coming looking forward to seeing you at the weekend it's this saturday up in market harbour um there's still tickets available he says like they're selling out fast um and uh, you can come <laughs> you can come to uh, see us in market harbour this weekend if you wish um for a pretty sum of a fiver or if you do sign up to our patreon you can come for free um yeah so yeah exciting but um, it's... it's probably too late to change your plans now um, unfortunately, um, no, I can't say that. It's, it's not funny. Um, so, um, <laughs> yeah, so we're getting ready for Agents Con. And then we also have, you may have seen a video going out today, or maybe a couple of videos going out today, about a new kind of, well, Pete's new idea. We're not going to take late claim to it, because Pete's idea, so it, it, it's a good one, uh, which is that we have a little um, battle off in Underworlds. Uh, yeah, we're going to be playing a Pete's knockout tournament. Garrick's face. <laughs> yeah, although I'm probably not going to pick Garrick. Although I can't pick Garrick. I, I've, I've already picked my, my Chaos Warband and it's not Garrick because there were just too many. But yes, I've picked Nurgle. It's my first oh, one. We've just going to announce well, his tomorrow, we? I think. We've just played Garrick. Yeah, too, yeah. So. Um, You're going to announce your first pick tomorrow? I am gonna. I'm gonna yeah, record, when we finished here. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I've got put my phone out with me. I'm gonna record the video when we finished here. Um, I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna. I'll give you a little sneak preview. I am gonna pick a destruction warband. Um, so there you go. So, but I'll make the video. So, qu in the comments below, who do you think Robin's gonna pick? And if yes. you're listening to this on the podcast a few days later, you'll probably be able to catch up on all the different choices we made. But we won't have started the actual. Uh, tournament yet because that's going to kick off next week after agents come yeah are we are we going to start are we going to do the first one live next tuesday maybe yeah i reckon so i think that'd be a good Juicy. start we Juicy. can pick our first match up and yeah yeah crash on with Juicy. that okay brilliant okay so i must now say which which warband it is otherwise <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna Just guess it it's not um gerzak <sighs> <laughs> well, Gerzag actually was one of my most likely picks because I don't really like any of the Destruction Warbands apart from the Gits. Um, it's true. Somebody's guessed Hexbane. Um, someone's I, I just am, Hexbane, I, someone said Calculus Ravage. It's Destruction. I am, destruction I am picking path. a Destruction Warband. Destruction Warband. <laughs> we'll pick the Jamiest Warband that rolls with the crits. That is correct. I am... I am Hoping to pick that one. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, so that's kind of what we've got coming up as well on our on our agenda. We've got what coming up. We've got Moonstone coming up. Month of Moonstone, and I guess seven games. Is it? I can't remember uh, of Underworld. It'll be seven total. So there's four four semi-finals. He says putting up eight fingers. 
Um, and then um, there'll so be four quarter-final games. Yeah, yeah, four quarter-final games, yeah. and then two semi-finals and the final. A final, and then if everybody likes that and people watch it and want more, then maybe we'll pick another eight. Yeah. 16 and yeah. then we can and then we can uh, then we can have like a winner's play playoff I think but yeah so that's, uh, that's going to the future so Underworlds is definitely back on the agenda and I think we're going to be playing it on game here on a Tuesday maybe a couple of night, couple of games on a Thursday every now and again but we're also going to be focusing each month on a single game so next month is going to be Moontober um, <laughs> and then and then maybe we ought to get into the dark and it can be into the dark vember or something <laughs> yeah got to work on that one You're suggestions right, yes. in the comments below yeah. or on facebook what could we link november and into the dark with absolutely yeah so uh, stone was asking he missed that what game was that well we thought uh, do you mean underworlds we were just talking about or something else sterling Dark side of the moon, <laughs> moonstone. <laughs> I think uh, that one's going to be a bit of a mouthful. I'm not sure, Starling, Sterling, which which you're referring to. Um, we were playing Moonstone and Underworld. That's, that's the thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm will get new board games as well to throw in in between. It's just, that is just an inevitable. And they go, oh my god, this is the thing that will be the big thing. Of, um, I, I meant I meant to email the rep actually, and I forgot today. Uh, our copy of uh, the what it's called the game by Corvus Belly Warcrow Warcrow Adventures is still somewhere out in the ether I don't know where that's gone um, it was most coming <laughs> back from America but it still hasn't arrived so oh, yeah, it, got sent, made that. it got sent to Red Hill in America didn't it yeah it got sent to Red Hill in America but it hasn't it hasn't made it back Brilliant. from America bring back the mad mob oh I'd forgotten about the mad mob oh they weren't my choice but I've forgotten about them hmm. interesting I had to I had to go onto Underworld's DB just to look at the different sections of Warbands just to <laughs> yeah. see which ones were the Chaos ones and then and it was at that point I sort of realised oh no Skaven of Chaos oh god uh, yeah yeah and and actually the, the, my the, what I've been painting is pretty similar to um, every, everything else I've just said because I've painted all the all Gorms Gore chosen up for our games and I've been painting my Moonstone models I have to say I really loved it this time I. Kind of, I had to do the starter set fairly quickly, but I've been I've been doing these extra new ones that I bought the uh, Gillymot Poppycock and uh, old Calders. They were lovely to paint, and you painted yours up as well, didn't you? Paint yours, yours were lovely too. Your, your fishy. Yeah, I was just looking at my guy, shelf, but they're not there because you've got them. Uh, here, they're here. I can. Yeah. Oh, but my, I'm not really good at, at putting things up on up on camera. See, told you. To be honest, never. Yeah. There yeah. you go. There you go. I podcast viewers, like what do you think of that? <laughs> podcast listeners. That was pretty even. terrible. Yeah, that is the best way to view mine and Pete's painting, actually. Um, yeah, so there you go. So that's what I'd be doing. Have you painted anything else, Pete? Or just been a lazy bastard? No, not really. I've, I've, okay. um, the podcast has got his own, but I've, I've sprayed these up ready to paint. Oh. Which are the, uh, the Crute. He, our Crute. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, I need to get uh, on but the old, uh, I need to get on the old building the rest of the scenery and spraying it. I bought a can of spray paint to spray it. That, that was exciting. Um, you should bring yeah, the scenery so on uh, on on Agents Con, and then anybody who's just sitting there with nothing to do can just stick <laughs> some scenery together for us. <laughs> I like it. I like, or I could just take it. Nobody wants to play with me. It's fine. I'm just, I'm just here in the corner. Don't worry about just it. in the corner. <laughs> I don't think that's going to be a problem this weekend. I think the problem we're going to have this weekend is actually having yeah, enough yeah. time to play all the games we want to play. 
Yeah, I just, well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I totally agree. I'm looking forward to just drinking tea and eating curry, but um, I, I might play the old game as well. Um, so, this at this point of the evening that we normally go on to GW news, although my time is completely out now because we because I was late, so I don't know where I am. Um, again, GW have seems to have been quite quiet. They've run they've run quite a few community painters paint type posts on the Warhammer community page, which kind of suggests that there's not not much happening. Um, I wonder if it's just because the Queen snuffed it so they didn't want to be disrespectful because obviously that's all got something to do with it. Possibly. I mean, what, because she's actually the Emperor? I, yeah, or something. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think know. It's a possibly, I, I don't think shut so, I just think that's it. There was one interesting, um, well, a couple of interesting things. There was a new Siege Battle Tome on its way, which I know some of our patrons are quite excited about. Um, I think... I think the hobby hermit and maybe one other person was saying excited that be if I was going to have a Chaos Warbat or a Chaos Army that that would be it see I was having a quick look at that article but I can't um, I can't see that I'm going to go that route you keep talking about playing AOS not to me necessarily but you know, I've just uh, I think it was more <laughs> about other people right yeah, in front of you it was, it was more <laughs> that uh, yeah you've got to play with other people and I don't like that so I better start playing um, <laughs> I'll take up your new hobby dear um, the um, <laughs> I, I it was after we played that game of Moonstone and it was we all got a bit head scratchy and remembering all the bonuses. We just you suddenly just said to me, "Right, we'll just play AOS," <laughs> and I I, I did I, sympathise with that theory that theory a little bit. I, I, I do stop, feel stop, like showing off with your poker chip spinning. <laughs> I do feel like um, sorry, it's habit. Uh, I do feel like when you play those kind of games like MCP and Moonstone you do almost end up with just as many rules to remember as you do with AOS. It's just that rule then spans over more models than AOS, so it's like a unit of ten rather than just yeah, yeah. one bloke or whatever. I think you might be right, but there is a lot less model moving involved and generally less measuring. Which I yeah, think, that, that's I true. A, I think is a good thing. Um, the, possibly the most interesting piece of news is... Um, and we've, we've kind of talked about Magic the Gathering before, but they've the Magic the Gathering 40k cards are going to drop and I sort of want to play even though I don't really play Magic the Gathering I don't really play 40k <laughs> um, <laughs> that's, I, that's I like of, the definition sort of, wanted... of the uh, do we have too much stuff thing we were talking about the other oh, week absolutely yeah two things combined that I don't play and now that's interesting it is very much like that I suppose but I um, I think I've always wanted to play both and maybe this is a way of kind of doing it because it, it, they're not collectible so I think there's going to be four That's packs, true. and they've got various factions. I did actually have a look what they were. So there's going to be... Um, there's Necrons, Marines, yeah. uh, Gene Steeler Cult. Gene, so I think there's going to be some Nids, aren't there? Gene Steeler Cults. Yeah. yeah. And some Chaos Marines, maybe. Um so, so I, I kind of want to play. It's going to be Commander. Now, Commander, I did not play Magic the Gathering in about uh, 25, 30 years. Um, and um, I... 25, probably. I don't know anything about Commander. I assume that's like a, just to pick up a deck and play with it. But when I had a quick a cursory glance, I've just picked a scab off here. I'm bleeding. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm just a little bit. The um, <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> Go and get the staff. I'll do that again. People that letting again. them. I, I it's too I, late. I you can't cut it out. Well, I can actually on the podcast. They won't know what we're talking about. Uh, um, yeah, 
but you won't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I won't. I've got to feel time for now. Um, the commander version of the game, it says it's a multiplayer version, like three to four players. Can you play it with yeah. two? Uh, that's the question I need to know. I don't People know. who play Magic the Gathering, can you play Commander with two? I did find some unofficial Commander rules. And to be honest, if it plays okay with two, but it's just meant to be more fun with the, with three or four, Pete and I will probably I mean, that's with Dex and give it a bash. Uh, but if it's rubbish... pretty much how we play everything, isn't it? So. Um, oh, I see. Uh, Sterling's, just, oh, just catching up with Sterling's comment from earlier uh, when the audio dropped out, apparently. Uh, I was talking about uh, Dune Imperium is like Ascension Tactics or Ascension yeah. the board game it's got a deck building element so it's an in-game deck builder sort of, yeah, so you have a, a community have deck, a deck of cards that everyone can take from yeah yeah. so that, that's what that cool, was cool. going back going back about 10 minutes uh, could be an interesting team up tournament what was that one Eyes of the Nine. Uh, that was where if we played a four-player game, but we could only we each took two warbands, and the warbands had to be able to sort of ally oh, okay. with each other. So, oh, you know, you could have you could have hex banes and a stormcast warband or something, and I could have uh, yeah, stop it two skaven <laughs> warbands or something like that. Stop it! Somebody suggested that they, a four-player game is the way to play. I'm not entirely sure I agree with that, but it would involve getting more people into the studio. Just generally against that sort of thing. <laughs> Just in general, just getting people into the studio. But also, in life, it's so impossible these days to just get four adults into the same room. Yeah. It's just it's just ridiculous. Even if you pay them, they won't come. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so, general gaming news. We're rushing along today because we're already nearly back on schedule. Zooming. We started late. Uh, I haven't seen much, but I have seen a couple of things. Uh, as you know, Pete, I do like to purchase and not play Star Wars games. And um, <laughs> there's another that one being true. announced, which looks absolutely right for the not playing, uh, which is a Star Wars themed pandemic Ooh. game based around the Clone War. So I assume the theory theme is that the Empire is getting, you know, trying to stop the spread of Imperial rot or something, or the Separatists, I guess, probably. Uh, but yeah, look, it, it's got it's got minis, can't beat Jedi miniatures, um, and. Um, yeah, so that, that looks vaguely, so it's probably my, more my sort of thing than your sort of thing. Uh, but it's co-op, so I kind of um, I kind of like the idea of a co-op game. I like playing co-op games with the kids, it tends to be slightly less stressful. Not always, but generally less stressful. Uh, although my oldest doesn't like playing co-ops because he likes to win. You can't win a co-op. I had a, a complete digression there, I had a fascinating conversation with him about role-playing games. Um, because he just couldn't... I don't know whether he was being deliberately obtuse, he might have been, but he was sort of suggesting that he couldn't get his head round why the GM wouldn't just kill everybody because then he could win. <laughs> and and I think, I think it's because my middle son is now playing at school and he was talking about his character and my oldest son was, why wouldn't you just have all the best things to be the best? You know what I mean? Why wouldn't you... Why wouldn't you just take the racial, the racial bonuses and the class bonuses and whatever just to make you the best thing possible? And I said, well, there is a bit of that. But at the end of the day, you, you know, it's about storytelling and he just, just couldn't get it. <laughs> so, so, so now you've lost like, me. He does like to win. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Anyway, and the other game that was interesting, which I, I'm not going to back because I'm, I'm, I'm on a Kickstarter crowdfunding moratorium now after I've been stung again by backing something which then cost me as much to pay the game as it did to post it um, which is really annoying 
So I must, you know, I must, I must be more careful at checking where it's coming from when I've backed it, or just stop. So I'm going to go with the just stop because I'm not careful at checking. Um, it's safer. So, yes, exactly, and I don't need any more games. So I'm going to stop doing yeah. that. But uh, there's an Elric-based game, Elric of Melnibony or Melnibone. I think I, I don't know. I think I always say Melnibony. Uh, <laughs> but um, I'm looking forward to. Uh, I'm, I'm not looking forward to that. But it looks it looks kind of interesting. Um, I don't know if anybody's seen that. It's got about a week or so left on Kickstarter. If you are big Elric, big into your Elric stuff, um, I haven't read the books. That's even longer ago than when I last played Magic the Gathering. That really is thirty years ago. That's more than thirty years ago since I read, since I read the Elric books. Um, so uh, some of them are good. Some of them are weird. Some of them are shite. Um, much like many of the games we're going to talk about tonight (laughs) some are good some are weird some are shite okay talking of games you've uh, neatly segued into the Marlowe moment I think I think you segued into that but I'm going to play the Marlowe moment now of course people listening at home won't hear the Marlowe moment tune they don't have any clue what we're talking about the the podcast people or the people at home now because the people at home the podcast now can't hear people's. It. There's not much point in playing it. Um, the people at but, home can hear it. But, right, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I'm going to try and I'm going to get the sound file over you and try and post it into the podcast so that they at least get some. They might they might get it this time. They might get it this time. Yeah. So the Marlowe moment. This one. I've I've picked a game and it's kind of relevant, but not very. Which game or games do you think everyone should play at least once? And we're talking Ooh. about board games. And just nothing, board games, any old board do, games. Nothing to do with our partners. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good one. Uh, I wonder what people in the chat might say as to what games they think people should play at least once. But for me, it's tricky because there's so many little games out there that I think work well in a family setting. So I would go for a quick... Um, uh, I think if I were to pick a family game, I would say something like Sushi Go or something like that, or... Or um, Seven Wonders or something like that. Well, you you stole my thunder there because Seven Wonders is the game I was going <laughs> to suggest that everybody should play. Because that is like, I think it's a very good game to play if you're playing with people who don't really go beyond the standard toy shop board games. I think it's quite a good, yeah. a, a good one. It's interesting. It's fun. And I think you can't, although I said earlier, you always lose to somebody who knows what they're doing. I don't think you can actually... I kind of agree with what you said. I don't think you can get that good at it because it's kind of like any one strategy is, it might work, but just as eagerly might not if somebody else picks a different one. So I kind of quite like... Um, Zach Matthews has said Cluedo, which I, I don't totally disagree <laughs> with. Uh, but, uh, and I, Sterling Northam has just said grab a plaster. So I think, Sterling, you might be about 10 minutes behind the stream <laughs> right now. <laughs> but of course, you're not going to hear this for another 10 minutes. So, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. so sorry yeah, it's for st- that. It's stopped now. Um, it's stopped now. <laughs> people don't want to see your bloody stump on, on, on the webcam. It's not my stump. Uh, I, I think to, to not steal yours... To, to not steal yours, I'll change mine from, from because pretty much you've got me into Seven Wonders, so I'll change mine to, <laughs> to something like Exploding Kittens, because that's a fantastic little game. It doesn't take very long. It's not very serious, but it's it's always a good laugh whenever you play it. Yeah, fair enough. I don't actually like Seven Exploding Kittens that much, but I think that's just because I'm a snob, because actually every time I play it, I quite enjoy <laughs> it. <laughs> I don't want to enjoy it. 
I don't want to enjoy it because it's, I, I don't know. It just frustrates me that, but uh, but it is it is quite entertaining. I do like the cards as well. I fight. Gloomhaven. Somebody said. Sorry, go on, Pete. I interrupted you. I just, I just, I've always, um, the guy who did uh, Exploding Kittens and all the other games, the Oatmeal. I've always liked his his website. All the stuff he's done on there's always. Yeah. I've always enjoyed that, and I found it very entertaining. So. Yeah, I've got a soft spot for those kind of games that he does. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, um, face it, and just hello, face it. Says he, Seven Wonders and Splendor is excellent. Yeah. He says. I played Splendor for the first time about oh about a month or so ago, and um, I really enjoyed it. It's really good. I was trying to find it because it was cheap over here in, in game, but I haven't been able to find it to play. Um, Seven Wonders is crazy cheap. If you haven't played Seven Wonders, seven, it's crazy cheap in game at the moment, or it was last week. Um, it's like 15 quid or something. I mean, that is just, even if you only play it twice. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's good value for money. That's why um, I that's why I bought it pretty much, because you mentioned it was on cheap, so I was like, right, I'll have that then. And I bought yeah. the two-player card game version, oh, though yeah, I didn't realise it was two-player at the time. Oh, so okay. uh, you, should, you should bring I'll that have to bring that along when we play it on the channel. Yeah, yeah I was thinking yeah, we'll play yeah. on the channel at some point. yeah. yeah. It looks very funky. It faces as and it has poker chips. It does have poker chips. That is very true. Ooh. <laughs> Do you like a poker chip? Yeah. Do you like a poker chip? So that was our our um and now you have a Marvel version of Splendor. Oh I haven't seen that. Ooh. Oh no, I think I have seen that actually. I think I have seen that. Um Is it any good though? How does it compare? I feel like I did read how it was different and now I now I've forgotten. I've forgotten now. That doesn't sound like you at all, Robin. What forgetting stuff, <laughs> reading it and then forgetting? Yeah. yeah. Well, I haven't played yeah. it, but it, but it, but Splendor, Splendor, I enjoyed. It's it's a kind of engine builder, um, so it's um, it, it's fun, it's fun, and and very easy to get into. So that's, as always, um, if you're listening, my... enjoying this chat, don't forget to give us a thumbs up as we're yes. going along this evening. And if it's you've got any comments, do check with the chat so we can answer them. Well, here we go. I'm going to give us a thumbs up. Twenty-one of you, lovely, lovely peoples. Which is very lovely. Um, so thank you for joining in. So what? Um, what so we're that's the Marlow moment out of the way, or out of the way, or um, we've taken our Marlow moment. So that means we can get on to our main focus of the evening, um, which we're actually we have definitely caught up because we're actually now three minutes ahead of schedule when we started about ten minutes. Rah! So, <laughs> so um, maybe we'll go on for another ten minutes afterwards, or but maybe we won't, depending on um, on how we get. No, on. we probably will just keep going. We do like a ramble. We do like a ramble, so this is is not like about which GW games can you get. Although there's been a bit of that, yeah. I'm sure. Uh, but certainly, in the last few years, Games Workshop have, um, as Sterling said in the comments, uh, they've kind of released a few interesting and some might say some of their best games through places like Game in the UK or Barnes and Noble or Gamespot, yeah. um, and some of the games are great some of them are less good but some of them are great but I think we were just sort of wanted to discuss whether you think and we think whether they should do more of them whether they should support them more yes they should um, and what you'd like to see from a small game and also you know what what is a what is a small game really what are we classing as a small game and, and are there exceptions to that rule and stuff like that yeah, I mean, he's, I've got now, behind behind your head there. Is Aeronautica Imperialis a small game? 
is that a small game? Sort of. Sort of, I'd say, but well, not 100 sure. In the same, in the same, in a Games Workshop way, you can you can just play it out the box. Um, yeah. It does kind of invite ex- buying extra plays, and you can buy extra plays. But I think it is. It fits the GW mold in a, of a small box game, in the sense that they've released it, and then they don't really do very much about it or play <laughs> it at all. And um, there's not much. There's no scenery as well, so. Yeah, I mean, it's got a lot. I think it's got a lot going for it in Aeronautica. Um, but yeah, and that, that I suppose what I just said there is kind of the crux of my problem with these GW small games. They've got some really good games, I think. Blitz Bowl, I know we love lots of us love Blitz Bowl. Morph, I'm talking yeah. to you. Um, Fire Team, <laughs> that game of Fire Team, I, I really enjoyed having John repeatedly smash my face into the table last time we played. Um, that was good. And Bladeborn, Bladeborn, I think is my favourite. Um, because I just well that answers a question we were asked earlier which is what would you rather play Bladeborne or um, or Fireteam oh, okay. so that I answers that one for you definitely rather play Blade. well I say definitely I would rather play Bladeborne I think but I wonder whether Fireteam if I played it a bit more might have a bit more longevity I think there's more more difference in the warband or the Fireteams yeah, yeah, I think I think you're right. I, I, I'm I'm on the fence as to which one I'd rather play. I think I'd like to play more games of fighting with the other types of fire teams you can get to to mm. come up with an idea of that because we played with all of the underworld warbands because we had them all, so that was easy. So yeah, yeah. So I don't really understand, and maybe the, you know, maybe one of the ninety people watching is a JGW uh, Design Studio employee. Probably not. Um, but I don't I really understand why one. GW don't support that game more and put it not front and centre, but put it as a beginner. Because like particularly Fire Team, it almost leads directly into Kill Team. Um, you know, it, it kind of like if you can play Fire Team, you can. Well, that's actually not quite true, but you, you can you, you can dodge a ball. It's a step. Sorry. It's a step. <laughs> it's a step on the way to the bigger game, isn't it? to see whether you yeah. whether you want to play it. Um, but they... I mean, it was released in the UK, which is a step up from Blitz Bowl. Yeah. But it's, um, it's frustrating. It frustrates me that, that you can't... You know, it's kind of like it was released through game. It wasn't that available. And now you just can't get it, I don't think. And, yeah, um, I, th- I think that it was a limit... It feels like it was a limited run because it doesn't seem to be coming back in stock anywhere. No. And it just seems mad to me. Because they've got the models already, uh, and they could just make more of it. And I think people would buy it. And I think people who love Kill Team would buy it and play it. And I, as we've talked before, it's a perfect game for people who are busy. And that's yeah. pretty much everybody over the age of 25. Um, so, you know... I think Fireteam and Bladeborne, you could actually feasibly play in a lunch hour. You could play those games quickly. Oh, in yeah. a short period of time, definitely. Not, I mean, even Blitzball, I think, is longer to play than than Fireteam and, and Bladeborn. But I think Fireteam and Bladeborn, you could play in almost thirty minutes, even including setup time. You could play that pretty bloody quick. Um, yeah. Fireteam has more activations, um, so that takes a bit longer. But I still think either of them play faster than Blitzball. But but even Blitzball doesn't take that long once you know what you're up to. No. No, uh, no, it doesn't. I think, but I think you're right. It is because Fire Team starts off is quite slow, but once 
once all your necrons have been pulverised, it's much quicker. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Not bitter at all, though. It definitely speeds up because you because you natural wastage just means you've got less fighters, so you you you, you, oh, good, you end up you end up with half the turns if you've only got one model left. Because you can only do one action with it, you know, each, yeah, each, true. Um, each whatever they call them, I can't remember what they're called. Um, activations, because they're activation yes, points. Yeah, I think it is activation, like isn't it? Yeah. Sterling, Sterling North says that he thinks they should put the dice mechanic into fire team that's in Bladeborn. I'm assuming it means the initiative thing where you roll the dice at the start. I mean, I like that, but I think that's more a Warcry fire teamy type thing, and I like what they've got going in Kill Team. And in fact, you said at the start of this that you know if you play fire team that leads you quite neatly into playing the bigger game kill team i think bladeborn does for underworld uh, not underworld for warcry as well they give you a lot of the, the basic mechanics there as well it does and it, and it and it frustrates me a little bit that they don't put and you people might say well you wouldn't want them to do this but i don't know why i say it frustrates me is the wrong word but i don't understand what the thinking is not putting fire team cards in the boxes of the miniatures that you can buy. So they've got the new, I'm pointing out the box, but they've got various new kill teams that have come out for kill team. And you could, if you had the fire team card in there, you could then play fire team with them. And then you've got people who like fire team but haven't got time to play kill team or haven't got the inclination to play kill team might actually buy the new model. So you, they would buy the new navy, navy, whatever they're called, navy people, uh, or the crew, yep. or whatever. And it would be, you know, a way of. Generating sales images. I mean, Morph suggested making PDF cards. That would be good too. I can yeah. maybe see why they don't do that, but maybe not. I mean, they could do that. And you, if you like the crew, like the look of the crew in Fire Team, you go out and buy some crew that you wouldn't have bought otherwise. So you know, yeah, and then that actually. Well, they could stats. even just release it as a small a small booklet that you could then, like they've done with Warcry, and you can down you can buy the book mm. that's got all yeah. of the warbands in it. Absolutely loads of them in there. So you could do a mm. similar thing for. A fire team and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but even if they only did like one at a time, at least then they would. Because I can see why they didn't want to. They don't want to convert everything. A bit like Underworlds. I can see yeah, why yeah. they don't want to convert all fifty warbands or whatever it is now into um, whatever that game is, Blade Ball. Um, but they could do another another half dozen would would make the game interesting. Would you know would give you more variation? Yeah. They could. They could do. There aren't many chaos warbands left, are there? Um, they could do. No. Corner. Well, they could. They they could even do the actual warcry warbands, the chaos warcry warbands. So yeah, yeah. The, uh, they could go either way with that, really. The splintered Fang and the whatever the, the various because that that would probably push me, or might push me into buying or Over actually the edge. into buying on the channel. Sorry, over the edge. Yeah, they might push me to buy some of the warbands. There's some of the warbands I quite like the models of, but because we don't play Warcry, there isn't any point in in picking them up. Um, no. But I would, I would definitely, um, definitely, definitely think about buying some. I'm not saying that 100 percent would, but I think it, it doesn't. It, it frustrates me that they have these products and then. They don't do anything with them. So then, the next time a similar product comes out, you just think, "Well, what's the point in, in getting that or getting into that?" Because you know nobody else will play it because nobody else will be able to find it in the shops, uh, and it'll be forgotten about almost immediately. Yeah, 
I, I, and it must take them some effort, right, to knock these games out. There's the mm. artwork, there's the game mechanics themselves, even though they're they're cut down and simplified versions of bigger games. It still takes effort to do that. So you've gone through all that effort. Surely adding in more warbands or whatever is very little extra effort to continue keeping a game that is quite that could be very popular, you know, out there. Yeah. And and yeah, it just it's just madness to me that they don't. Yeah. I mean, as Seth Levine said, all Underworld releases should have Bladeborne PDF release too. Yeah, they should. I mean, I, I don't think it would be that difficult for them to do that. I mean, I, I appreciate there is some design work and play testing that needs to be done. Otherwise, if you do, if you release them, then people moan that they're, you know, if they're not balanced, then people moan it hasn't been done properly. So I do, I kind of understand there is a, there is an overhead associated with it, but yeah. I think. There's some. I think it will, could potentially generate sales if it can only generate sales if you have Bladeborn available to buy. You know, there's no point yeah. to a degree. There's no point in doing it now because you're not going to generate very many more sales. But if you could buy Bladeborn, like you could buy the other games, then people were think, well, actually, yeah, I'd, well, that, you know, that looks fun. I'd like to play the. I mean, Hexbane's versus some undead in the Bladeborn would be. Quite a you know That'd be pretty thematically cool. exciting and interesting thing to play, or even against the Chaos Warband, a really interesting thing to play. I wonder because I, I, the thing I can't work out is Blitz Bowl is on its third iteration now, and has changed very little in its latest iteration, other than the addition of about six or seven teams and a slight alteration to the rules and the way it's all laid out. That's it. So how has Blitz Bowl warranted? that much extra attention over every other small box game that GW has done. They haven't done that with any other game. Blitz Bowl is on its third edition now, though. Do you think Why it's because it's American football-ish and the main market for these games seems to be America? I mean, maybe. Just, maybe it's just because... Off the top of my head, it's kind of is... It is, you know, it's... It is American football with, with fighting, essentially, isn't it? Yeah, basically. I mean, you know, could be classed as American football. You know, you don't have to specify the fighting part. Yeah, um, I, I think um, Space Marine Adventures had. Too I mean, if you say it's been... that is true. Sorry. Somebody said Space Marine Adventures has two editions. That is true. It does. It does. But that's Space Marines, right? That's GW's bread and butter as well. So you know, anything <laughs> that they can put out that has Space Marines, they're going to go for. Yeah. I mean, you could say it's because Blood Bowl is popular, but then I mean. Fire teams based on Kill Team. Kill Team's really popular because it's one of their main games, and the same can be said for Warcry with, with um, Bladeborn. So, yeah, it's 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 weird, really. I mean, Morph says he thinks part of the problem is GW only see them as Bladeborn and Fire Team as gateways to the larger games. That is true, and they don't want to expand. Them. Yeah. yeah, I can I can sort of see that, but then I don't really understand why you wouldn't keep the gate open. If you know what I mean, I mean, but this is the thing. This this is a business decision that I don't really understand. How you know this this is because I like it might not be a significantly good business reason for doing something. <laughs> I, I wonder if we should do Blitz. It. I wonder if Blitz Bowl because it's tied in with like Barnes and Noble and stuff. Whether there's an agreement there that they're going to be releasing new iterations of it every so long for a certain period of time, maybe. Maybe more says the online community is big and growing. It's interesting. I mean, I don't move in those circles. So I don't know. Uh, Seth Levine brain the Crush podcast. Was that a Blood Bowl podcast? 
Was it just yeah? Some of the guys, yeah. uh, some of the guys who did Blitz Bowl had a. Pl- uh, I don't know if it's Blitz Bowl and Blood Bowl or just right. Blitz Bowl or whether it was just Blood Bowl. But they started talking Blitz Bowl, but they were involved because they actually get a shout out in the last in the latest game in the rules. Oh, uh, okay. In the so, Blitz Bowl. You know, in the Blitz Bowl rules. Yeah. Bowl. In the third version. In the, I mean, in the Blitz almost, Bowl rules. Almost feel like GW. In fact, I'm pretty on. sure it has the crush printed on the pitch, no, in okay. the artwork. So, wow, okay. which is pretty cool. I almost feel like GW rely on for the whole of the bowl series of their games. They, <laughs> they do rely on the online community or the the the, the, the game playing community to to do it because even the, even Blood Bowl. I know they bring out the old miniature and things, but I don't really feel like it. it's not a game I think oh I mean I, I, I don't like it so it's perhaps this is why but I don't really feel like it's a game GW love you know, or, or, you know, or even really tend to that much um, GB and Morph both confirmed that the crush was just Blitzball how the Although GB frick said Blitz can you Owl, which um, <laughs> a Blitz Owl would be a brilliant game I want to play that now <laughs> I can't I can't work out how the crap you can make a podcast about a game like Blitzball. I can't think of more than one episode of stuff to talk about. You've, you've got to really friggin' love a game like that to be able to create an entire podcast on it. Um, Morph says he's not... He's, he doesn't... He thinks some of the changes they made are shit. So it'd be interesting to think what, what things you don't like. Uh... Oh, it's because maybe it's been it's a lot a bit less random because you had the end game challenges and you had the one which would change the ends of the pitch, and yeah. he that's not there in the latest version anymore. Oh, so. that was that was very exciting. <laughs> I think somebody said online. I remember reading comments which basically said because somebody asked, should I get the ultimate edition? Should I you know I can get the second edition now, but I do I hold out for the ultimate edition or whatever? And someone basically said, if you want a more fun, wacky, crazy game, go for the second edition. If you want something that's a bit more stable and balanced and you know a bit more skill invested, then go for the ultimate edition. So right, yeah, I take, mean, take that with a pinch of salt. Yeah, yeah. Tone down lots of the random fun because I, I, I interesting. I think for. It's almost like another topic of conversation for podcast, but I kind of feel like there's a definitely strong element in the GW community, although all these games are based on dice and things, who really don't like luck. <laughs> and mm. the, the whole the whole way to win games is to eliminate the luck as much as possible. So maybe that's why they've tended to that way, if they, if they want to play a bit more competitively. I don't know, I don't know anything about them, so I'm talk, possibly talking out of my bottom there, but um, it kind of feels like... Um, Kind of feels like that may, may, may be something to do with it. I'm not a competitive player, so it prefers random fun. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things. Random fun is is, is good, and it, it can be really good, but sometimes it can be frustrating if it, if it just, not to spoil the game, but if you if it's random, yeah. too random, or random in the wrong way at the wrong time, sometimes it can be annoying. <laughs> um, yeah, but it, it can we, be annoying if you're the person who's about to win, and then suddenly yeah. your opponent, through no no skill or ability... Just suddenly, with sometimes that's not a bad thing, and you you can just have a laugh and move on. Sometimes that can really piss yeah, you off. Yeah, I mean, in Blitz Bowl, I think by the time you've got to that stage, it's been so silly up until then. It, it, doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't tend to matter. I can't remember which of us changed for when we played, but it was very funny. 
it all went crazy because we had three or four balls on yeah. the pitch and there's yeah. all kinds of nonsense going on. So it was good fun. So, um, some more comments. Go on, do you want to read them? Yeah, sorry, we missed one earlier. War Machine asked, do we think the GW sometimes come in for unfair criticism when they do not open up small, game, small standalone games or one-off games to further expansions? Especially when you think of how many standalone games there are in the market um, and are popular and do not get criticised by board game players who sometimes thinks we're spoiled by GW. That is definitely an aspect of it because yeah, GW I, is I, so big. I had exactly that thought today, actually, uh, when I was thinking about what we were going to talk about tonight. I did think, I don't expect the Seven Wonders people to make more Seven Wonders games. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, Nine but, Wonders I, to the two well, extra yeah, Wonder expansion. But, um, but I think well, there is there are expansions that have extra wonders, uh, but I think it's because um, most other games don't continue to make the same components that could be could be compatible with that game. If that makes sense, so yeah, GW have carried on making kill teams, and therefore yeah, and that that to me. And this could be wrong, but that to me is the bulk of the work. The bulk of the work f- for their games is the miniatures, the designing of the miniatures. Um, and so they could, it feels to me like without too much extra work, they could add in extra um, rules. Now, I do, as I said earlier, I do envision that there's an element of, there's probably more overhead than I realise in, in the playtesting and balancing of that. But I kind of feel that's, that's why it is. So it, it perhaps is unfair. But I suppose they're they they are continually making for all pretty much all of the small box games we talked about. They're continually making components which could be used in the game, and they're just and they're choosing not to. It's not like you've got a game producer who does a bunch of games, like you say, that 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 produces loads of stuff that's very similar to the game they just released, but it's not in it. And then you turn around to him, you sort of. It's a bit like if if people who created chess created a new game that had pieces that looked almost like chess pieces and behaved almost like chess pieces, and people said, "Well, can we have those in chess as well?" And they were like, "No, why not? It's it's literally almost there. You've just got to change a few things." Like, no, we're not doing that now. <laughs> so it's a bit like that, you know. We I think we're unfair on GW, and we're only unfair because we just want more stuff from them. You know, we we're we're literally just begging to give them money. Um, but I yeah. feel like it's it's kind of valid because they do have all this stuff that looks and is so very similar to it. It's like you're almost there, just that last little nudge, and that's all it needs. They cup a lot more shit from the community over rules than minis. Maybe it's just a simple cost-benefit analysis. That actually morph is a very good point, I think. Um, I, I think that, that is, yeah. It's, and I think it's much easier. It's, uh, it's not easier... But it's yeah, you know, the miniature is the miniature, and you either like it or yeah. you don't. And the miniatures will stay the miniatures no matter what new miniatures come out. Whereas rules, it's a never, it's a, a never-ending, ever-shifting um, sands of which you're playing on because the rule you know, change one rule and it might might change other things. And that's a really good point. It's much easier. To, it's much easier on one level to make miniatures than it is to make rules. Yeah, um, yeah. Which, which is a, it's we a missed a question. I suppose I would also play, say um, I wouldn't necessarily frame it as criticising GW, and maybe it's come across a bit like that, but it's almost like asking the question, why don't they do it, rather than saying they should yeah. do it, if that, if that makes sense. Especially seeing as we're the ones who want to buy it, so it's just like, yeah. we're just 
asking why you don't want us to give you more of our yeah. money. Absolutely. Um, so um, Elrond we missed, asked, we missed he, a, Go on. Yep, yeah, go on. After you, right. you were about to read it. <laughs> he says he no, hasn't watched us for a long time. Now. He hasn't watched us for a long time now. Boo. Uh, what Boo. do you guys feel about Underworld Boo. now? I feel like he doesn't have the energy to look, look everything up with the FAQ and the new keywords like brawl. I'm kind of with you on that. And I think that is why we have ended up shifting to rivals where it doesn't yeah. come up so much. <laughs> yeah. And it doesn't matter quite so much if you screw it up or don't quite get it right. I agree with you, agree with you on that. The, and particularly where they've added... So it's not so much the keyword itself, but where they... Like, actually, we need to think about that, Pete, whether we're going to do it or not. Um, it may not be an issue, actually, because we're playing rivals again. Um, they've obviously added keywords for certain fighters for the older warbands. Yeah. And it's kind of like... Yeah. And I really can't be bothered to go and look up what they are for when, when we're playing. Um, I guess they might be... Some some At one point, Underworld DB was updating... had updated them, I think, so maybe they're on It was, there. yeah. But... Because, um, actually, funny enough, when you play Garrix, you actually used digital cards, didn't you? Because they were in the house, and I couldn't bother. I did. Um, Although and, one yeah. of them didn't, the, one of them had the um, the one which gives you plus one damage if you roll a crit. That was on his old card as well. That wasn't something they'd added afterwards. Right. Um, it was just before they'd they'd made that a, a, a more generic for, ability, grievous. It. But yeah, I think so that's definitely a thing. And I think um, we've talked about this before in previous podcasts and things. So I won't go on about it again. But I think that's why for me they need to cut free the last or the first two or even three seasons before they really yeah. started to formalise everything uh, where, and I think I think going back and updating the old cards actually although it was quite nice and kind of showed that they were invested in the game I almost feel like it was a mistake to do that because I yeah. feel like it's be better if people put those behind them and kind of look forward yeah, so it depends on how, I mean, based on what you said, Elrom, I think that if you're looking to play the game in a casual setting, Rivals, Rivals Plus maybe, or a championship version where you're not too het up on getting everything right, you're okay. But I don't think the competitive version's as fun now because of that. I think, personally, if they didn't release a new extra special rule, generic special rule, like Staggered or whatever... If they didn't do that ever again, I'd be quite happy with the game as it is right now. I think it's a really uh, yeah. good version. I yeah, think it's I think in a it solid is. place, but it doesn't need anything else added to it. I, I, I would go along with that, actually. I think it doesn't need a new little twiddle. And I guess we're probably going to get new um, starting hex twiddle, you know, or gloom hex yeah. twiddle. In the new, the new yeah, it won't be gloom hexes, it's, it'll it's be something else. It's, it's, lethal hexes, it's quite so. funny, we're, we're kind of talking about them not making rules for, for, for games they've already made. <laughs> they, also make, they make rules that they don't need for the games that they have. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Morph says uh, he doesn't like the addition of fouling and big guys to Blitz Bowl. He thinks it's going to be a bit wonky. He's not a fan of them adding stuff to Blitz Bowl just because Blood Bowl has it, which is true. Um, yeah, it, it's just that kind of thing that some people will think a game's just perfect as it is. Don't change it, don't touch it. Just give us new warbands or kill teams or teams or whatever. Leave the rules as they are. Yeah, it's a tricky one. Yeah, he says he's not a fan of them adding this stuff to Blitzball just because Bloodball has it. Yeah, I go along with that. Yeah. That frustrated me a bit with um, Warcry. 
think. Was it Warcry? They yeah. kind of brought out big monsters to add to yeah. Warcry. It's kind of like, that's not what it's about. It's a warband game. Um, yeah. And, and they the turned into a skirmish a like AOS type thing. Blitzbowl doesn't need big monsters because it's meant to be light, fun, quick, and yeah. like you say, really about just slinging nice and, and, and enjoying yourself. Yep. Sterling had a, a, a lovely suggestion. He says, maybe we could get everyone that watches and us two could set up a website that would be for, um, that would support <laughs> these games. We could all work together and come up with new cards and put them up. Uh, yeah, I mean, if the three of us can get together, we could probably sort that out. <laughs> I said, there's 23 people watching right now, so thank you everybody who's watching. Lovely, and don't but it forget would be far to... too much work. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Plus, again, that, I'm that kind is of part the of the thing. Go on. I'm kind of the, I'm the kind of person that if somebody says, oh, I've created some rules for vampires in Bladeborn, I'd be like, mm, I don't really want to play somebody else's rules. If GW came along with exactly the same set of rules and said, we've come up with rules of vampires, I'd be like, awesome, playing those. It's just yeah. something about yeah, it having to come from GW, I, I, and then I'm I, like, I oh, that's official. It's it's kind of, oh, yeah, it's A, the officialness, and almost the appearance, although actually in reality it probably isn't the case, that they, it's had some yeah. due diligence done on it. <laughs> and, yeah. know, and, it, and it might actually work whereas I think you you know and actually you know um, it, probably the, the fan made content is probably actually better because yeah because they actually uh, care or, or, yeah, or has a chance of being better I know I have not played any but there's a there's a guy who basically creates his own Lord of the Rings card game stuff it's called a long expected party it's a, he's got his whole host of expansions because they, they haven't Impressive. made a new card they haven't made new cards for the for the living card game, the old living card game for uh, well, five or six years now, I think. And he's basically made up his own, and he, you know, he commissions art for them as well, and people buy them, yeah. them and then get them get them printed. Um, and you know, that I mean, that's impressive. Of, I don't think yeah. I love any game that much. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they're apparently brilliant. But every now and I look at them, and think, oh, I should buy those. Like, no, Robin, you shouldn't buy those because you don't play the expansions you've already got. <laughs> There are 26 people watching. Love to all of you. Thank you for joining us this evening. Don't forget to give us a thumbs up if you're enjoying it and like, subscribe, ring that bell and all that good stuff. Uh, Anyway, back to it for all those podcast listeners who sit there going, I can't hit subscribe, you moron. Um, What else have we got in the chat? So Morph says that he'd be interested to see what James thinks. He's sure there are some reasons he didn't include them in the first edition to do with big guys and that kind of stuff. And he does point out that having big guys and stuff spoils the whole half a box of models, half a team. Gives you a yeah. blitzball team, which is true, and yeah, I, I'm, I'm not sure I like the idea of that either. Yeah, I Tom D says thanks for another great show, guys. Thank you, Tom, for joining us. Is it because, is it because GW are moving? They feel like they've obviously they've only got a finite number of teams, but they seem to bring out more big models every time I see a big a blood bowl announcement. There's normally a, a new biggish model like the, the Burr Constrictor thing recently for the Lustria team. I wonder whether that's it, whether they want to keep feeding in their new big models. I don't know. I, I think it is. I mean, they're always liking to get star players and big uh, big guys into Blitz Bowl or Blood Bowl because it adds another dimension to it. But I've never really enjoyed that because I always find they end up being very polar a bit like Molog they can be quite polarising if you have a rat ogre and that rat ogre manages to do the thing you want it to do it can just rip an opponent's team to part for example 
but if it doesn't do what you need it to do you spend a huge chunk of your you know your team's resources in getting that thing and then it does nothing and so therefore it just makes the game more of a gamble yeah absolutely Bernard said as much as Underworlds would really benefit from a set of cards that bring the old warbands into line it would never happen because they're not available anymore and they never look backwards that's absolutely right exactly yeah, yeah. except they almost did like a half and half where they did update them in the FAQ in ways that nobody was expecting or particularly wanted um, so it's a curious it's a curious thing um, it is very strange <laughs> yeah I mean, I, I just think that GW could make a large amount of fairly easy money if they expanded on games like Bladeborne and Fireteam and stuff like that. And with other things like Underworlds, they just need to concentrate on getting out more teams now, I think more warbands, mm. to expand the game. And they possibly don't even need to worry about creating new warbands as much as use other warbands they already have. So, like we said, from Warcry, they could bring in some of the... Warcry warbands into it you know you just take you'll have six of the the models that you would get in a Warcry war cry box and they would then be a, a you know a, a game in there or something like that so a warband in there sorry talking nonsense now but yeah they could do they could pull in other stuff like that I think yeah yeah I, I'm I, I wonder going back to Imperial Arts as well I, it's not just I don't know why they don't support that more they don't even need more planes. Yeah, they they could just talk about it on Warhammer community a little bit more than than, than they do. I mean, they've they've bought out of the Horus Heresy book recently, and I know that that had some people grumbling a little bit about it. But they didn't really. They just said, "Here's the book. Off you go." And I think it sold out quite quickly. But they could keep making that and then tie it in and, and make it an interesting <coughs> an interesting game. And I know it's not a small box game, but a Titanicus feels a bit like the same. That kind of like again, it feels like a massive missed opportunity. But maybe they just haven't got the resources to to you know, yeah, got so many employees. Face it says that these games are great for introducing some of his board gaming friends to skirmish wargaming. That is true, although some of us, like Robin and I, would rather play these over skirmish wargaming because we haven't got the time or the inclination to do all the scenery and stuff that we would need for the skirmish wargaming. I think I get bogged down in skirmish war game like, like, like this Moonstone game we had. I loved, I enjoyed it, but we did. It did make my brain hurt. Whereas, whereas a game with Bladeborn, I didn't feel that my brain hurt afterwards. <laughs> there was only so just... much you could do. It's like the minute yeah. you add hexes and a board, you're confined and you feel safe because there's only yeah. so many options out there. But the minute, the minute there's no board and there's no walls and you're out in the middle of nowhere. It's a bit like getting dumped into your first game of, of D&D. You're just like, what can I do? We can do anything. I don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah, and just, yeah. just panic sets in. Do what you like. It's a blank piece of paper. Oh, my God, I don't want a blank piece of paper. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. When people, Possibly you know, say. if you're new to role-playing and someone says, okay, here's your character, tell me your story. And they're just like, I, what? what, what what's that mean? I work in an office. <laughs> <laughs> I hate my job. Live, I've got a wife a and two kids. Suburban house. <laughs> <laughs> I've often wanted to create like a modern day role play game with some kind of unbelievable setting, like maybe it's the zombie apocalypse or something like that. There's probably games out there that do this kind of thing already, but you have to set your character up before the actual zombie apocalypse hits. 
So at some point during your role-playing adventure, like the zombie apocalypse would happen, but you've got to go for a period of time just just role-playing, like being at work or doing the housework and stuff like that. <laughs> what you could do, you can make it live role-playing, just get people around to clean your house. <laughs> Today we're doing decorating. What? Yeah, yeah. Fan- <laughs> yeah. Well, you finished the dishwashing, excellent. That's uh, five experience points. Lovely. Yeah. <laughs> Painting. He's elementary painting uh, this week. <laughs> You've got two hours <laughs> to, to paint this room. Brilliant. Yeah. And yeah, something comes down the sap as well. Because, sorry, go on. No, I was going. You go. You, you, you say. I was just going to say something comes down to just the amount of time it takes to set up skirmish games because you've got to pull the scenery and stuff out and. That in itself is a is a task and a chore. Cause you're like, have I got it set up? Does it thematically look good? Does it, you know, is it equal? Is it is it fair? Is it going to give us a good game as well? Yeah, I find the stress of exactly that stress of is it going to give us a good game and is it fair? I almost found it almost over, unbearable because you yeah. just you just don't know. And and sometimes we, I'm sure we've had the odd game where you only realise partway through the game. That the scenery setup is awful, and like particularly in, in games, forty k style games, where there's lines of sight and what have you, and you know, basically you've just just put a killing ground up that you're just one 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 poor bastard is trying to march through while the other uh, other person just guns him down. And you you don't know that until you um, to t- t- you start to playing try. it. Seth asks, "Do like we the like the underworld terrain?" Well, I, we I have a very short answer to that question, and the answer is no. I think it's pretty shit. <laughs> I I didn't mind it. I think I preferred the second set of stuff that came out to the first set, and I didn't mind having some stuff on the table that on the board that gave a little bit of 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 three D. It was kind of a little bit like playing AOS, but without it mattering mattering too much because you didn't have you know it, it didn't give you high ground or any of that kind of stuff. So it it didn't impact the game at all it just gave you that slightly 3d element but it quickly didn't look like it fitted in no exactly i mean it didn't it didn't it didn't offend me but there was i think sure there was at least one piece that didn't fit on the board or there was there were markings on the board that you couldn't put the pieces of scenery into i think i seem to remember and what's interesting at the, the somebody made us beautiful hexes for objective hexes which we now can't really use because of the gloom hex situation but yeah. um, they were and I'm obviously they're better because they were handmade and they were made for us but actually if GW had done posh scenery objectives that you could stand the miniatures on I think that would have been cooler than the random bits of plastic that they, that they did do because they and the random the bits the random bits of plastic that you didn't necessarily get enough of or you got too much of because I think when yeah. they first released the second base grave set there were no two hex cover tiles so you couldn't actually use one of the pieces at all with some of the boards so you're like yeah. well that's pointless base grave terrain is greater than night vault terrain <laughs> um, but um, yeah I, I so, fa- so I don't find it well don't find it particularly useful, but what I did see, somebody had built, and I think it was a, maybe they'd taken it to Bugman's or to a Clash or something, they had built scenery that fitted around the board to give it walls. Yeah. So it was like an arena, so it was a bit more like the Warhammer Underworlds Online scenery, which was pretty pretty dope. 
as they say. I've said a few um, a few few people did that. There was a yeah. there was a channel called um Mini Fight Club, I think it was. Oh, they yeah, did about yeah, three yeah. videos, but they were amazing yeah. videos, and they had yeah. that scenery set up around the edge, and that looked pretty nice. That 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 I suppose it makes it more a bit more arena-ish, a bit like when there was that massive yeah. craze for doing the uh, Playmobil arena for um, Warcry, which looked absolutely that was great. brilliant, absolutely great. Um, the um, uh, but I yeah, I so I, I like I would I like that that looks quite good, but the actual official. So I could take or leave, but I don't really like. I think well, I've talked about this before. I don't really like add-on, add-on sales things. I don't get me started on dice, um, and um, so so I think I, I I generally would 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 avoid it. And I think I think we ended up with some because I think we did buy some. I think it was we wanted the channel the channel to make it look good, but then we got some more. And when they did that big overstock giveaway thing, they did well not giveaway but cheap yeah. thing. We ended up with some more. Um, yeah. Um, Face it says that he um, he agreed with uh, with earlier comments. He thinks non wargaming people are intimidated when they see dice tape measures and scenery. Morph said that he's not sure that intimidate is the right word, and Face it said that daunted, which I think Morph agreed with more. I do think intimidate is a very accurate word, and I get that kind of feeling whenever I sit down for a game. Uh, I think we had it with that one uh, you mentioned it earlier where you've got the community cards and stuff. Um, Ascension Tactics oh, I yeah. find when I sit down if there's a game and there's about seven piles of cards the Lord of the Rings one actually was a good example of that when we played yeah. that and there was about seven different stacks of cards I was like whoa I'm I'm as nerd as the next person but what the hell is going on here this is a whole <laughs> new level of nerd there's, you know, there were so many decks and I think Intimidate is a, it's a very accurate word for that kind of feeling a lot of people get yeah I, I tell you what is terrifying and I've never I've, I've got some and I've never opened a, well, I had opened the boxes and look at it and it was terrifying that's the battle tech stuff I know the alpha strike stuff is supposed to be easy to play but it just looks too scary to even start to try and play <laughs> yeah nothing is more terrifying than stepping into a room where your friend is with five of his friends sitting around a table with multiple books strange shaped dice pencils and open packets of crisps sitting around going do you want to join our game of role play? That's just that's going to scare most people off. <laughs> <laughs> Being asked to role play with you is pretty scary. <laughs> uh, Zach Matthew says that um, he thinks that Aeronautica is a pretty decent board game. Then Forge World released a set of rules that converts it into a tabletop distance measuring game. I don't even remember that. When did they do that? I missed that. I thought it had gone the other way, actually. I thought the Forge World original game didn't have hexes, but I don't know enough about it. So yes, I, I, I that's correct. That. The original the original Forge World game didn't have hexes. The newer right. GW version did, but I don't know if there's something since the Forge World have released that turns right. it into a measuring game. Maybe there is. <laughs> Dylan says that if there's free food, he's game. That's the way to approach things. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> so... Kind of getting towards the end, I, I, I think we actually um, Underworlds. We talked about this off camera. Underworlds is kind of like a, a, a small box game that they do support, and it has waned in popularity. But I think they're back on the right track now. They've they've bought out yeah. quick and easy ways to play. I know not everybody likes rivals, but I think there's a vocal majority, minority, sorry, vocal minority who don't particularly like rivals. But I think there's a, 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 a increasing groundswell of people that actually like like rivals because they can just pick it up and play they don't have to buy everything they can just buy 
hex binds if they want and are not drom, grom, drom, grom, drom, grom, grom, uh, because they don't like the look of him or they don't want to play corn or whatever, yeah. and they can get they can get the next warband that's going to come along, or, or they can buy a deck of cards if they the, the rivals deck of cards if they like the look of it, um, or it fits with their favourite warband, and I think that that is a way to keep what I was call a small box game going. Without yeah. whereas before before previous free rivals, I wouldn't have said Underworlds was a small box game, or because it, you did have to, even though it only came in a small box, you had to buy all the other eight boxes to keep it going. Um, yeah. So the energy was it was just a small box game in lots and lots of boxes, um, but or a big box game in lots and lots of boxes. But now I genuinely think you could call it a supported small box game. I know, I know semantics. What is a small box game? But you know, it, it does feel like that. You could buy a core set. And just buy the occasional upgrade that you wanted, which is kind of what we were saying we'd like for Fire Team. You know, yeah. we've got the Fire Team box. If I want to get the um, crude, then I, you know, we're nice to get the cars and play with that. And it's, that's kind of how Underworlds work. And I think that model could can work. I don't know how. I think I think people play at home. It's, we get quite a lot of people sort of saying, oh, "I've just started playing," or you know, "I like playing rivals." On our comments, I know they're the, they're the people we attract. But that, I think I think there's a there's a quiet a quiet mass of people who um, who enjoy playing it that way. I definitely think so. And if you look at the um, you know if we're going to go to a small box game from GW, we've got to look at the originators of this stuff. You know the original Blood Bowl, um, which had standees, not even models. Uh, Space Crusade, Hero Quest, mm. Battle Masters. These were all technically small box games because they didn't have. Uh, a need to purchase extra stuff although things like Hero Quest and Space Crusade then did go on and produce expansions that you could buy for it if you wanted to add extra elements there was this there was the wizard expansion for Hero Quest there was the android attack version which had dreadnoughts and necrons in it basically they were necrons but chaos androids for Space Crusade there was the Eldari version for Space Crusade as well which gave you an elder um, expansion you know those were the original games and they maybe they haven't aged too well but they stood the test of time for a long time i think lots of people still know and and love those games and they could be doing that now with things like fire team and with bladeborne they could still be expanding it and coming out with just these extra war bands that kind of thing and they they could be making a lot of money out of this still yeah i mean i reckon they could still make a brilliant battle masters game i have to say absolutely i i I, of all all the projects and things we've talked about the thing i most want to do but won't is build a uh, <laughs> it is build a new Battle Masters version, probably smaller scale, but very similar mechanics. Especially having played games like Undaunted, I think you could make a really good game that used the Battle Masters model models, <laughs> um, but with some of the some more up to date rules. Um, I reckon um, I reckon it could be really good games. I just completely forgot. So I completely forgot to put in the news that I looked up. Tabletop Gaming Live had their awards this week and uh, yep. this weekend, and the Stargrave and Oathmark won best skirmish and best tabletop game, both by Joseph McCulloch, who we've talked about before. I meant to put it in the news. I meant to look up all the winners were, and I forgot. But that um, that was. Um, Bit of news, and I thought I actually just remembered, remembered it there while we were talking about um, sort of skirmish games and, game, and, new, and new rules. I think GW could do with employing a few new rules writers sometimes. 
Um, I think GW need yeah. to get away from D6 in the same re- reliance that they currently have. Everything for GW has to be a D6 yeah. for the most part. And they, it's like... They don't have to, but they just... I don't know. I, I, I don't know. No, I, I think I GW can't... think they do. It seems like right, GW's okay. design principle is if it's not a D6, it's not going yeah. out type thing. You know, they have a few... So, I think Blade, um, Blackstone Fortress had a D20 and a D8 and a D10 yeah. in it, but they were very underutilised and they don't yeah. generally well, use them very much. I think that's okay. I mean, I know obviously it does do things to your, to your distributions away. I, mean, I think it's okay to only use D6, but I there are definitely other mechanics they could use that, that could improve things. I see Sterling's talking about the old fantasy flight games um, stuff. And funny enough, again, I was thinking about that again, thinking about what I could talk about tonight. They had a few really good games. I've got, they had a living card game for Warhammer Quest, which I've got here. It's probably, you probably can't see it. There you can't. But... Um, I brought it out to maybe play one day, um, but it was stopped when GW took away the license. There's a few. There's Chaos in the Old World. It's supposed to be really good. I think it was designed by um, Eric Lang, who did, went on to do um, Blood, chose Blood something, um, and um, the Viking type game, which is good. And I don't know. I'm guessing the. I'm guessing that we'll never see those again because I'm guessing the ownership of the rules and stuff is with Fantasy Flight and the ownership of the IP is with Warhammer and I'm guessing neither of them will give the other one the other one, yeah, give it back so um, yeah I think sadly sadly we'll probably never see those which is a shame I think I think um, when they have that kind of situation though, where they're like we can't release this game because somebody else has the rules and we can't do that they could very probably easily sidestep it with with a fairly you know fairly decent rip-off and people would still go oh that's basically this game and i love that so i'm going to go get that now instead you know mm. there's, there's ways of around that kind of stuff yeah space hulk's another one just re- remembered as another standalone game although that's had multiple iterations that's another fantastic game again yes it is and i feel like they could do more with that but i mean all they do is just bring it out every now and again and then just leave yeah because um, it is good. Warhammer, even Warhammer Quest, The Shadow Over Hammerhole, that was a that was a great little game and had the potential to be much more. I think the problem that had was you needed a DM for it. In some ways, that made it a better game than than Blackstone Fortress, but in other ways, certainly better than Silver Tower for that reason. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Face says it's his first watch this evening. Well, I hope you've enjoyed it. Face off. Uh, face off. Face it. <laughs> face it. Face off. Um, face off. Uh, I hope you've been enjoying the bat reps too. I'm guessing you have been enjoying them since you're here. But um, yeah, and uh, yeah, it's good to good to have you on board. Seth the Raiders Mighty Empires. I've got Mighty Empires over here somewhere. Again, occasionally think we should to do that. Please try Master Universe Battleground. Yeah, I can't see that happening, but it might. <laughs> you never never say never. But but the next yeah. month is a month of Moonstone and our Underworlds Knockout Tournament first. Yeah. Yes. Yes. We'll Sorry. Keep me on. Keep me on track. Keep me focused. I'm gonna get blinkers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I might. Maybe I'll secretly so, work on a uh, on a upgrade for um, Battle Masters. Uh, you know what? If you want to do a month of Battle Masters where we come up with a new version of it, I'm more than happy to do that. Maybe that could be our January <laughs> project when I we're sitting like there going, got, "I can't be bothered." Uh, I feel like it's got to be longer than a month. I reckon it's got to be maybe. A lot of to change to change the rules, Maybe. the uh, yeah. I mean, undaunted. I, if we got Stalingrad, we could do a month of undaunted Stalingrad. I got quite, quite fancy getting that. I did email. Well, Oscar it took a while, didn't it? So you know, they didn't come back to us. 
<laughs> well, that just that just means that they might have put us in the people to send this to pile without saying anything. You never know. But they, they haven't got my address. Um, <laughs> st- Stalingrad in real time. <laughs> Is that what you... <laughs> It would be almost, wouldn't it? We've been uh, playing this game for 400 days now. <laughs> Seth says stay on target, yes. We do have that problem a little bit. The problem is we, we record one game or something and then we get like three views. We're like, rubbish, throw it out, next thing. Yeah, we kind of need to get over that hill of, of, of actually people that actually know us for playing this particular game that they enjoy and they might come back and watch it rather than go playing it once and ten people watching and then giving up. Uh, but it's hard. It's hard. I am. Um, I'm, I'm sort of slightly heartened by the amount of love we got for your uh, underworld ideas. So I suspect underworld might might becoming more prevalent. It is becoming more prevalent. But I think it might that might become a permanent, more permanent feature again. It's quite nice. You never know. Uh, you never know. We'll have to get more people involved on the channel. I think to get to get some more underworld players in because that's something that people liked is seeing other people coming in and playing games. So maybe we can try that bit. Seth likes likes the shiny objects approach these days, which just shows as we as you can't please everybody. <laughs> Whichever one you do, there will always be some people who don't want you to do it. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So well, that's we probably, probably uh, pretty much. Yeah, if we, if we, yeah, there are yeah. there are some people who won't watch us anymore because we don't don't exclusively play Underworlds, and there are some people who've come and joined us because we don't exclusively play Underworlds, and there's not much you can do about it. <laughs> no, uh, no. So we're going to do what we do, and if people enjoy it, then welcome along for the ride, and if not, well, you know, yeah, yeah. that's the internet. Um, yeah, I think Sterling says he has a copy of Chaos of the Old World, and it's great. I think you're based in the US, aren't you? But if you're ever ever in the UK, bring it over, and we'll give it a game. Somebody, <laughs> one of our patrons has it. I think it's Malachi has it. And he, but he's, he's not coming to Agents Con. Because oh, I think boom. I would definitely be up for playing that if, if, if it was available. Keep it varied. So, well, I think we will keep it varied. Yeah. I think we're going to... Underworlds, it's quite quick. We can get the old game of that in and, and then pursue other things at the same time. I think that, that's it, it's quick, but we can vary it because we can pick up different warbands yeah. fairly quickly. Whereas if we, like, if we want to do Age of Sigma... It would be the same army for about six weeks running because we wouldn't be able to get anything else painted no, or built. So no. it'd be like, here's our fifth game of exactly the same two armies fighting each yeah, other. Unless we did a past the glory campaign, or something. No, don't stop it. <laughs> Sterling says, Lyra, "Could one Lyra of you?" Rampant. Um, can one of you drop me an email? Probably. Have we got your email? Well, there you go. I've just put. I've just put our. Um, it's the wrong email. Oh, okay. Actually, it's agents oh. of Sigma. Agents <laughs> of You've Sigma. You've misspelled our email. That's harsh. That's like giving somebody the wrong phone number. <laughs> Although the correct email is probably fairly easy to work out. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Uh, Stern, just bung us an email at agentsigma at gmail dot com, and we will pick that up. Yeah. Um, so I think that's probably the end of the show no, for us no, tonight. No, we picks, won't. Though, we won't be live this coming Thursday because we'll be packing for AgentsCon. So we won't be around this Thursday, but we will be back next Tuesday, this time 9.30, uh, to play our first game of the Underworlds Knockout Championship. Yeah. So do join us for that one, all you lovely people who want to see that going on. Absolutely. Look out for extra little videos about what we're going to be playing, or which warbands we're going to be playing, uh, coming, yep. I don't know if they're going to come each day, but fairly regularly. And then maybe look out on our Facebook pages and photos from Agents Con. You can see all the fun you missed out on if you didn't go. Which con are you going to? Well, GB. <laughs> Agents Con 22. Agents Con 2022. So it's our own little convention of, of, of literally, yep. literally tens of people 
10, literally 10. It's going to be 18, uh, I think. Are, are 18 of us? 18 are coming to Market Harbour in the UK uh, to play games with us and um, just generally have a good time. So uh, we will um, we will put some photos on Facebook and then maybe Agent Con 2023 will get up into into the 20s. <laughs> Or everyone will have gone there. Well, that was crap. We're not going back to that. I'm not doing that again. Maybe, <laughs> yeah, maybe it'll peak at seven. Peak at me and Pete. If you're interested <laughs> at all, if you are in the UK and with the name like GB, maybe you are, and you can get to Market Harbour this coming Saturday, do Google Agents Con 22. You can buy tickets on willingames.com. Yeah, it's only a fiver. Uh, yeah, only a fiver. Yeah, or if you're a patron, it's free. So there you go. <laughs> Best of luck for it. Looking forward and, to attending um, one. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, we'll, we'll say maybe see you next year. <laughs> Yay. Right, so I think that's it for us tonight. We're going to go off now yes. and start packing for Agents Con, and we'll see you all um, in the not-too-distant future. Yeah, we'll be back. Oh, cheers, Francis. Francis loves us. We're the best. Way. Signar Con. <laughs> Excellent. Brilliant. Yeah, well, we love doing it. It's really nice to have 20 of you on tonight. It's great. So thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, thanks for listening, podcast people, as well. It's been the best chat in ages, so do let us know in the comments what brought you along to this chat so we can do more of this stuff that people want to hear us chat about. So, yeah. yeah. Please do. Stay safe, everybody. We'll see you soon. See ya. Bye. Thanks for listening. We do hope you enjoyed the show. We'd like to put a special thank you out there to all our Patreon supporters for making this possible. If you do want to help support us further, please check us out on Patreon. All money plays go straight back into making more of this content. Also, don't forget you can find us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You'll find links in the show notes. We'll see you soon. 